Welcome to the Mac World Podcast. I'm Roman Loyal. I'm here with Life Johnson. Hey, Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hiya. It's a full house here at the Mac World Podcast because today's show is all about WWDC. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> Let me tell you, WWDC, or as they call it, Dub Dub DC. They oh, tried boy. so they tried. hard they to tried make it a thing. The graphic that they had at the convention center, mm-hmm. it had. If you looked in certain angles, it actually said dub dub. Yeah. I didn't notice it mm-hmm. straight on. You don't see it. But mm-hmm. at an angle, when the light hits, you see dub dub. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay. Tim Cook did not say dub dub. Tim Cook, yes. <laughs> how, how can a company be so cool yet so lame all at once? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just for the record, as long as I've been going to, to dub dub DC keynotes, I just call it that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't recall Apple people calling it. WWDC until no, like is, recently. Yeah, this is a new thing. Yeah. See, Mike was I mean, saying you've heard people say it before. What? And I, you know, on the day of, I was like, "What, what is this?" And you were like, "Oh, it's." it's I've heard thing. outside people call it. Yeah. That, like, mm. even people past MacWorld staffers would call it WWDC, <laughs> but I had never heard Apple. It is a mouthful to say WW. Like, it is. That's, you it know. Is. But yeah, we're gonna talk about WWDC. I'm gonna call it that because it is a mouthful. There's a lot of new stuff to talk about. New Mac Pro. New Pro Display, new versions of the OSs. Let's talk about the Mac Pro first because that seems to be, because it's hardware and I like hardware, mm-hmm. Yeah, but also yeah. because that seems to be generating a lot of the buzz amongst Apple users, according to like our Facebook and Twitter yeah. feed. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you know that- because it starts at like $12,000. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, the, and the, the whole thing with the stand... Boy, did they announce yeah, that that's, wrong? That's stupid. They should have said the monitor right. six grand, and yeah. then on the just on the without order page, the they could just say right. order it without the stand for hundred yeah. dollars less, and nobody would. Or just say it's five grand with the Visa mount, and if you want the Pro Display stand, because we know most of you aren't going to need it, it's an extra. I mean, there are yeah, so many are, ways to make it so it's wrong. not. Yeah, they, here's a monitor that you can't do a damn thing with until you buy yeah, an accessory. Yeah. But it speaks to. I think a little bit of the disconnect between what this, not just that monitor, but the Mac Pro is, right. and what people were expecting. Exactly. Because actual pros, mm-hmm. they have mounts and stuff already. Exactly. Like they don't, some of them are going like, can I buy it without a stand? Like there's there's a reason for that. Right. But what people, I think a lot of Mac and, and just Apple fans wanted was a Mac Pro that was the equivalent of what they call the iPad Pro, which is just like, oh, they want a higher-end, fancier, more powerful Mac, not an actual Pro machine that is made for people who buy workstations. Right. Yeah, like it's always been. What they made is something for real professionals who are already buying $10,000 workstations and several thousand dollar pro monitors or reference monitors. Mm -hmm. They build a product for them. It's a real pro product. But the problem is the word pro gets thrown around as just like a high-end thing for everyone. The definition of pro, that's the thing. There are multiple definitions of pro. exactly. And I think even in this podcast and probably a lot of people listening to this podcast, we would consider ourselves pros. But they're talking 
about a level that a lot of us probably can't even relate to. Yeah. One of our video guys, Adam Patrick Murray, said, you know, the day of, he was like, this is not a machine that you buy for yourself. It's a company. It's a, it's it's a, a company purchase. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a machine right. your company buys for you. Right. And, I think and then that's writes a good off on their taxes. Yeah. Then yes. call, it yeah. something, call it something else. Yeah, the problem Apple, is. Apple had, back in the day, they had that XServe. Yeah. And that was yeah. clearly not for That was a Blade people. server, but, you know, well, still, yeah. yeah. Sure. But, but it, yeah, was, it, a it was a higher, way higher end yeah. Um, so since there's Pro. a MacBook Pro and an iPad Pro that are for right. everyone, they're just the high-end version of it, it. There's a real disconnect in having this thing that isn't that. <laughs> for sure, it's not that. It starts at six grand. Like yeah. yeah, you know, it had some modularity and stuff. But basically, what you're talking about was what the 2013 one was. It was really powerful. The one stuff. that they sell now. Yeah, it yeah. starts at three thousand. It's it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah. I could buy one if I really wanted to. I am not. There's no way I can buy. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even consider it no. anymore. Steve Philpot on Facebook commented about the Mac Pro, saying that all these people slamming it have no clue what costs are in a graphic design department or prepress department. Mm-hmm. Apple will sell more than ten thousand units, which isn't a lot. Yeah. yeah. No. But. I don't think anyone's saying that the Mac Pro is overpriced for what it is. Mm-hmm. They're saying that this is this is not the machine that Apple, you know, Apple has. Not what they wanted. We, how, how long have they been selling the Mac Pro? 10 years, 12 years? Yeah. And before that, it was the Power Mac. And it was always that machine that was for pros in the sense that it was more expensive than an iMac or, or an iBook or whatever they were. So this is just out of reach for 95% of people who would want right. to buy a this Mac. This is not like the iMac Pro, but a desktop right. version right. or something like right. that. This is This is, as the guy was saying... Truly for people who, like, have companies buying, expen- like, super expensive workstations and stuff yeah. who, or who do modeling and CAD. And they've got some really cool stuff in here. That that FPGA card, the, what's called Afterburner, yeah. what a neat idea. I mean, it's right now only works with ProRes, but right. it's FPGA. Like, I can see a software update where it. It supports manages, other, yeah. manages other codecs and is, stuff. And but is that um is the afterburner stuff is that all included in the we don't no, know yet. No. The afterburner is a add on card. No. So what so, Apple yeah. told me in terms of the pricing is that what was it five ninety nine base price? Yeah. Is, yeah, is going grand. to be the only quote unquote standard config. It, this so the Mac uh, Pro okay. is is really meant for people to customize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, that that five ninety nine five. model probably does not have an afterburner in it. The only thing that looks on their page like it's absolutely in there from the beginning is, uh, besides the 580X graphics card, if you don't want to upgrade, is that uh, I.O. card. Mm -hmm. Right. There's an I.O. card that's like pre-installed. And I think the only real, like, legit – these are Xeon processors and ECC RAM that blows up the cost of everything. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, I can make a more powerful computer cheaper. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's a right. Point. right. Sure you can. Like, Xeons are not meant for cheap. Xeons are meant for, like, yeah. reliability and to make companies spend lots of money. <laughs> but um, the thing that really bugged me about the price, even considering that this is, like, a real pro auto – object and stuff is that ssd mm, like yeah. 256 yeah, is weak yeah. sauce yeah. yeah yeah that's like macbook pro right that's yeah like, you can get more than that in a laptop that's bad yeah, yeah that's kind of bad even as an entry-level thing the only you thing, get that on the ipad pro now. the only thing i could think of in terms of that and trying to think of apple's reasoning behind that is that the studios or you know the places that have these 
already have, say, like external big yeah. v- arrays, and they want to continue th- using those arrays, mm-hmm. so they they'll connect it via Thunderbolt. So yeah, they, like, they still could have put they, they could have put a terabyte in there. Right, they could. Yeah. Have, yeah, but but yeah. So <laughs> yeah. the so the internal storage maybe isn't as such a priority. Yeah, because just everybody for the, already it's has for the OS and for your app. And then all your data lives somewhere else. Right, right. I can see that, but yeah. still, two. I mean, five twelve. Yeah, anything that's, that's, really like, that's just yeah. for yeah. six grand. They can take SSDs are that. not yeah. that expensive right. now. Like, does it? The, the iMac has the iMac Pro has a terabyte, I believe. It starts at. I'm not hundred. I think it sure. starts with a hybrid drive, a terabyte hybrid drive, and then you can get SSDs down to as much as two fifty six. Okay. Uh, if memory serves, I'm just. Off the top of my head, I think the biggest the biggest problem, as I was saying, with the Mac Pro is just simply branding. Yeah, yeah. If Apple had yeah. come out with a completely new line that said, like, look, this is uh, this is our blowout Mac. Call it Mac, whatever. Yeah. That still leaves a door open for a Mac Pro down the line that people might be able to afford. I think people would be reacting a whole lot different to it. Yeah, they didn't spend enough time with the branding. I, I would think. love to see them do a version of this down the line. That's this box, mm-hmm. but not Xeons. I agree. Not, yeah, sure. not these totally, crazy Vega yeah, 2s, totally. just like, you know, high-end Intel stuff. And it can be a starts at nineteen ninety nine, like home That would be more about what you were talking about. Yeah. That's not for professionals. It's not ECC RAM. It's not any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent of, like, the MacBook Pro to the MacBook, like yeah. that kind of yeah. leap yeah. for well, desktop. For as long as I can remember, there has been a vocal, I don't know how big, user set that wants a mid-tower yeah. Mac. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you want to call it a Mac Pro. When back when they had the clones and stuff like that, there was the yeah. Power Mac 8100, which was sat between the 9500 and the 7100 way back when. Yep. And it was considered mid tower size. And before the, those iMac days, things when they did like the Cube and stuff right. like that, those were meant for everyone. They weren't right. just like super pro things. Right. Ever since then. Apple yeah. has never gone to the that mid tower range, and it's probably for a reason. They don't see it as a market that where they can sell units. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe that. But you've so, either got an all in one or you've got a Mac Mini. Mm-hmm. That's that's your non laptop. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. fact of the matter is, the world's moving to laptops. Right. I get it, but still, yeah. I would have liked to have seen. Them hey, just just reason. to uh, clarify that Mac, iMac Pro does come with a one terabyte SSD. Yeah, that's really, standard. that's the bottom end. Yeah, so line. that's weak. Two fifty six. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's that was that was surprising. Yeah. That, so what about that? Like what that, do you guys think about that display, though? Roman, you, know, you got to so see it. I got to see it, and as part of my meeting with Apple and with the display, they put me in a, me and several others in a room with four other displays, two of which were the Sony display reference displays that they talked about that $43,000 yeah. one that they were the $43,000 one which is actually discontinued and then there's a newer one which yeah. I think is OLED based yep so I went looking I went researching these yeah, things to compare yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so the thing is they controlled that situation Perfect. we didn't get the mess with the settings so yeah. you know this is all based on what Apple has set up so take it for what it's worth that display looked gorgeous and it I couldn't tell the difference between that and the reference displays. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they, they had two other displays. I can't remember what they were. One of them looked like it had a color shift. It was like weird, but it would Apple. I don't remember what the model was, but they said it was a award-winning display. Okay. And then the other one looked looked fine, mm-hmm. but next to the two reference mo- Sony reference displays, it looked really good. Yeah. It looked. I had a hard time discerning. 
the difference between the two. Actually, the newer reference display that Apple had, or not Apple, well, that, that Sony has, was dimmer. Mm. Uh, yep. what didn't hold its brightness as long as the Apple's 1600 max nits is crazy yeah. it's bonkers yep and then <laughs> a thousand being able to sustain a thousand is really good <laughs> that's the yeah. sustain a thousand is yeah yeah, yeah. so it that's, looks that's, terrific that's and i think that people have to realize too is that, that you know people are also complaining about the price of the display and the thing is the display's not meant for us. Right. Yeah, just like the yeah, box. That, just like the sure, box, yeah. it's not meant for us. Yep. It, as much as we would like that display, it's not. <laughs> and we could get it if we want to spend the money, but it's really not meant for us. It's, it's for meant, editing yeah. really dark yourself, episodes right. of Game of Thrones that you can't <laughs> yes. see on normal TVs. <laughs> yeah, so. I think um, I think it's it's good for what it is. I, right. I, I take exception to them this extreme dynamic range nonsense. Mm-hmm. They are not. Yeah, yeah. They are not yeah. even like Dolby Vision, which is just HDR, has profiles up to 12 bit, rec, which is beyond this display. Rec 2020, which is beyond this display. This is DCI-P3, and 12,000 nits, mm-hmm. which is way beyond this. Like this is just HDR. It's really good HDR. I'm sure it's awesome, but it's HDR. <laughs> it's not. There is no XDR. That's marketing. That's just Apple's. That's Apple's, just Apple's yeah. marketing. I mean, they, there's they no do format. Say HDR on the website. Yeah, of course, because there's no such thing as XDR. So yeah, yeah that kind of makes it cool, Jason. That kind of bothers. <laughs> Some of what you pay for with those monitor, those uh, reference monitors, is they have different kinds of inputs, like not just Thunderbolt, right? Right. Because you're hooking up cameras and stuff to them, and they have all these on-screen displays for all these different profiles, gamma profiles and stuff like that. I'm shooting in hybrid log gamma, four two zero, ten bit, blah blah, and it can take that and convert it in the display, so you know what you're looking at in your dailies on the set and stuff. So it's not really a replacement for what those monitors are, mm-hmm. those those uh, reference monitors, right? Because those are sort of meant for seeing directly what's on your camera, and, right? Right. And, like live as you're doing stuff so that you can get an idea of what your footage is going to look like. The, the, the way I, I saw it or heard it is that um, they weren't saying it was a replacement, but it was yeah. bringing that technology right. to Yeah, they compared it know, to a lower and I'm like, scale, well, to a different it's, scale. It's comparable, but it's not comparable in a way. Yeah, but, I don't right. think it's meant to replace, yeah. meant to, com- yeah, right, you said complement it. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, now, like sitting one, in your editing yeah. room, it's going to be great because like, you can sit there and look at your bright scenes, your thousand-minute right. scenes all day long. <laughs> Your eye fatigue will set. Yeah, in. you're gonna have to wear sunglasses to edit, but it's yeah. but it's cool. Yeah, so. I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. But I just uh, I take yeah. exception to their to their marketing. The, uh, they should have, and I mean, this has been banged. This horse has been erased. It's already dead three days later. But they they should have, if not priced it a thousand dollars higher to include the stand, at least include the the mount. Yeah, yeah. To 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 say to someone who is willing to buy this thing. Hmm. Here's the display, but guess what? You can't do anything with it until you buy either this or yeah, that. Yeah, lean it up against the just list. nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Andy Hutchinson on Facebook, he posted that most of the people in the market for a $5,000 reference monitor do not need a stand. They work in edit suites. Yeah, but the, 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 the Visa mounts 200 bucks yeah. too. Right. You, you, if you, you still got to buy the, something. Yeah, you have to buy something. Yeah. You have to buy at least yeah, yeah. the because it's some you know proprietary magnetic thing that's not going to work <laughs> with your existing mount. Yeah. So at least include the two hundred dollar thing. <laughs> I mean, come on. Right. However, the display looks pretty damn cool. It does look really, really cool. I mean, yeah, and cool. and and the stand, the the rotation. I mean, all that looks awesome. It makes me hopeful for some future iMac. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I, yeah. like in three or yeah. four years. We've been saying, like, where that. they go, like, oh, look, we took this thing that we used to charge $5,000 for. <laughs> and we put it in an iMac. Because that's yeah. what they did with the 5K iMac. Right. Mm-hmm. They're right. like, yep. Buying this monitor alone is like two grand, and yeah. our whole computer costs less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be sweet if they came out with a with a rotating iMac like they had back in the day with that uh, G4, um, whatever it was the called, lamp. And, uh, Pimax G4 with the with the arm. Yeah, if if that's going to be a thing that Apple wants to push forward, um, yeah, iMac in a year or two that you can rotate. That is just a slim bezel all around. Like Even if you can't rotate sweet. it, just moving it up and down some. Like right. or you can't yeah. move it on an iMac at all. You can just tilt it. So yeah, I don't. I don't love the back of the display. All those holes mm. are. In, I, we don't look at the back when we're using it, so I don't. I don't think that would matter in anyone's decision to buy it. But it's a it's a weird design choice with all those holes. Like there's a PR firm right next to us, and you can walk in to see all their beautiful iMacs lining it. So if there was a similar studio like that, that's what you would be seeing. At Mark Wilkin on Twitter said that the Mac Pro is ugly and expensive. It looks like when other computer companies would try to mimic Apple's design aesthetic and mm-hmm. fail miserably. Longtime Mac baby here, but this company is a shadow of its former self. I think that's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're going to get a lot of that. It is, it's kind they of are. a retro yeah. homage to their old self. Right. I, I dig it. I like the design. I like the design, too. Yeah, uh, me too. Maybe maybe because I saw it in person, it made more of an impression on me. So I I, I, I have a feeling it looks better in yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> Shinrat DR says, I've owned two Mac Pros in the past because I like how long they last, but $6,000 is insane even if the value is technically good for the parts. Yeah, well, that, that's the big issue is that people aren't going to realize that this isn't for them because yeah, they buy them. Mac right. Pros. Right. Mac Pros were for people, all people, and yeah. now they're not. Yep. It's like if 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 uh, Mercedes came out with you know whatever their their consumer line is and just decided to price it at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, you we we have expectations, and this is not what I thought. What anyone thought. Yeah, this morning I was trying be. to think of an analogy of mm-hmm. how they're shifting the definition of their pro pro base, and I couldn't. Right. I, I didn't want to but, use the car analogy because a car is considered yeah. a luxury. They're luxury goods. Right. But I don't think they are because I think a MacBook Pro and an iPad Pro are still going to be what they are today. They're just going to be high end things. So, literally, only in the Mac line, not even the Mac line, because like an iMac Pro is still kind of for everyone. It's like high end. It's it's kind of what people expected here. So, yeah, this this is a true professional thing. I don't know what you would call it. If you can't use the word pro, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking lowercase p and uppercase p, but not that yeah. still studio doesn't, Mac. right? So. Yeah, I that would call it Mac Studio. That's a good right, right? right. Yeah. So there, we solve your problem, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mac Pro and the Pro Display will ship in the fall. There were other things announced. The major thing was on the in terms of the OS side was that there is a New OS, new old iOS, yeah, mm-hmm. called iPad OS, <laughs> yeah, no number, no number, so which caused a little bit of confusion here because you're like, Shh, well, is it iPad OS thirteen? Yeah, I've <laughs> seen I've seen iPad OS thirteen. You yeah, know, a lot of yeah. outlets are writing that because it is confusing, right? But yeah, apps based on iOS thirteen. I think it's right. still basically but iOS thirteen, but it's from the company that brought you iOS thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Apple on their website calls it iPad OS. We'll see what happens yeah. next yeah. year at WWDC. Right. I know <laughs> iPad OS yeah. two. Right. Oh. 
So. But I'm writing an article on this right now, and I, I, I think, you know, everybody's, you know, the Mac Pro is stealing a lot of the spotlight right now. But I think down the road, it's this iPad OS that is going to be the thing that's kind of really transformative. Because I think what Apple has given us, it allows you to use files. It allows you to use mouse for a change. It's got improved gestures. It's got all this cool stuff, better uh, split view multitasking. It finally makes the iPad into something more like, you know, a laptop. And, you know, you've often heard me on here talking about, you know, you can't really use it as one. And I can say this because I used one as my main work device for almost a year. But this this looks beautiful. This looks promising. It's, you know, for a lot of people, you know, maybe not for a video editor or something like that, but for, you know, like a journalist or something, this actually makes the iPad Pro into a viable work tool. I, I, I'm really impressed with what I see here. Yeah, Apple said that um, they've been... The iPad version of iOS mm-hmm. has always like has been getting new features that aren't there for the phone and stuff for a while, mm-hmm. and they're just recognizing that now by mm-hmm. giving it its own name. But I th- I think it really is the writing on the wall. Like the iPad Pro having dumping lightning for USB C, mm-hmm. like that was big, mm-hmm. and that was right. the start of them sort of that recognizing fr- like first that steps. that we're going to get this. These things are going to get further and further apart. This is going to be less of a big iPhone and more of a, a, your next laptop or yeah. whatever. So I think over time, we're really going to see even more. It's, they, it's already really, like you said, really cool stuff for people who want to get, quote, real work done on there. Yeah. Before they were doing kind of baby steps. But with this one, I mean, it's a big leap forward. Like, okay, so like, take the previous iPad Pro. You could hook up with the USB-C cord. You could hook up your camera in there. Mm-hmm. But it was really limited because you could just basically import photos and you could only do that the photo app. Now, with this wider you know, expansion for files, you can plug that in and you can do all kinds of other apps. And you can put those into other places in the files app. You can. It, it really unlocks it as kind of like a laptop. And you know, this is one one example I'm using. I when I used to use my iPad Pro as my main device. You know, when you go to press junkets, you get these little thumb drives and stuff of assets like video and images. Well, I couldn't use those because I had no place to put the stupid thing. But now you could, so I, I could actually use an iPad Pro as a device and plop that in and be able to download that stuff yeah. and put it on the Supporting website. Supporting SMB shares, that's yes. huge. Yeah. Letting Letting apps like you know Lightroom or whatever import stuff directly into the app instead of like you having this duplicate of mm-hmm. uh, your photos existing in photos and in the Lightroom storage and all this other, you know that's amazing yeah, it's great stuff that it's, and it's it's kind of ironic that this was the post PC device and Apple's all right here's a bunch of PC features for it. <laughs> right but at the like same they, time they it just, retains there was its identity no way forward. It, this is another point I'm making. At the same time, it does. You can use it as a regular tablet, and it's not just like a Surface or something like that. It retains that identity with stuff like Split View. The the pencil stuff is really amazing. I really like during the show how they emphasize that the pencil is a work device because in a lot, a lot of their other presentations, they've shown it off as artists and stuff. Right. But they mainly showed now they they almost exclusively focused on how you could use it for work. So you you have this bit where you can just swipe up from the corner, and then it will. Well, you know, you can immediately start marking something up. And more importantly, if you're like working at a website, it'll capture that entire website, even the stuff that's not off the screen. So you can just go down and 
mark all that up. So that will be great for like a draft. And I hope this works this way. Google Docs or something like that. And you could just. Yeah, apps su- will have to support it. Right yes. now, just Safari does. Yeah. That's a, and see, that's an important thing. You know, they were talking about split view, how it works about that. Mm-hmm. Google Docs, I can. this was maddening, did not support split view for the longest time. Yeah. Like every single other app in the world had supported it. But Google Docs, which in freelancing writing is kind of like an industry standard, <laughs> did not support it. And it was freaking annoying when you were trying to write something and have something that you were referencing on one side of the screen and Google Docs on the right. And it just was almost impossible. But So, yeah, like Jason said, a lot of it's going to depend on the thing. But Safari will be supported. And he and I believe it was Cook or Federighi made, specifically called out Google Docs as something that will work within Safari within that split view. because uh, That's right, uh, because you can also use desktop mode. He was mentioning desktop mode for that. Yes, game. but yeah. it should still work, wouldn't it, in a split view window of Safari because it, it, desktop mode now is supported. Yeah, if you're using Safari and not uh, the Google app. Yes, Google Docs it, apps. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that, I had transitioned to that. Sorry, mm-hmm. but that's what I meant. Using Google Docs within Safari. Yeah. Yeah, that will, yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome key thing that they're doing is Safari loads desktop apps now. I mean, mm-hmm. desktop view yeah. now by default. I mean, with, yeah, with that, the desktop view, does that mean it, is that a, uh, you know, kind of portend a future where it's more like a Chromebook than like an iPad and apps are less important and web apps are elevated? Uh, I doubt it just mm-hmm. because people aren't, I mean, People aren't making a lot of web apps now. People, if anything, maps are going to be more important because that mm-hmm. Catalyst stuff where we're bringing it to the Mac, which I'm right. sure we'll get to talking about soon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think necessarily – plus you want to be able to run not everything like in Safari. You want to be able to run mm-hmm. separate apps to have side view and stuff, uh, split view. and If they bring extensions, I mean, you know, I'm just saying it, it could be a way forward that's even more different than uh, what we have with iOS and the iPhone. A good example, I think, on the iPad would be Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can use it through the browser and stuff, but I really prefer using the app. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to completely kill them off. Yeah. Although now the website is basically the app. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> in, in that sure. particular adva- example, true. Twitter's basically right. just yeah. said, oh, the website's the app now. Yeah, sure. I'm just excited that there's going to be a new home screen yes. on the iPad. Yeah, yes, and you can another. pin your widgets there and stuff. Yeah. You know, you can either slide them in or you can just pin it and yeah. stuff. Yeah, stuff like that is great. And see, that'll really help productivity because with your widgets there, you'll be able to just glance over, see what's on your calendar. You'll be able to see, I don't know, what the weather's like. But instead of having to make that extra swipe, what I love about a lot, a lot of this, it removed a lot of those extra steps, those little frustrations. I, that's another point I'm making is that before, you know, yes, you could – use, you know, the iPad as a productivity tool. And there are a lot of people in the Apple community that say, oh, yeah, it already works great for that. The thing is, is that a lot of these sound like you're making excuses for it. You're 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 really trying to justify ways. With iPad OS, I don't think you will have to be justifying as much. It, it is mm-hmm. actual alternative to using the MacBook. And that's that's astounding. Yeah. I also, They're also making it work better with the MacBook, which mm-hmm. is kind of a Catalina feature and kind of an iPad feature. Yeah. But they're doing two – there's a thing called Sidecar, and it does two things. Right. It's and It lets you use your Mac – I mean your Mac – your iPad as a secondary display, mm-hmm. which is right. awesome. But also uh, lets you use your iPad as a tablet for your Mac. A tablet right. like a Wacom tablet. Like a Wacom tablet, yeah. Uh, which is going to sell more Apple Pencils and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, that works wired or wirelessly. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. things are just huge. That's that's the kind of stuff that we've, for years, we've been sitting there going like, why can't I use this? Ever since they introduced the pencil. Mm-hmm. I, I wish yeah. this could be a tablet for my Mac. And they finally just sort of built it in. 
And, and on that note, let's not forget that they improved the latency of the Apple Pencil. It's now mm-hmm. it was twenty milliseconds. Now it's it's nine, yeah, which it's I'm hoping that you know not only for artists, but you know since they were act, you know talking about work, it'll make it better for like handwriting, taking notes and stuff. Because hopefully, I haven't tried it out yet. It'll make it feel even more like a regular pen or pencil that it already does. Nine is nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. They're doing a lot of it with like sort of path prediction and stuff. But so right. you'll see how that. How that really feels, but man, that's low. That's low. <laughs> I, I'm really, you know, like I said, the Mac Pro is getting a lot of attention, but I, I think this may be the really big leave an impact thing on the wider Apple community. Yeah, the Mac Pro, they're gonna they're gonna sell maybe a hundred thousand of these, mm-hmm. like at that price, right? Like to 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 places you Small never volume. see. To play, they're gonna live in dark rooms that you never see. <laughs> like they're not. It's not the stuff that impacts the world. Yes, All the other yeah. stuff is, and there's some big stuff. You know, if we're going to tie these two together, the iPad OS and the Mac Pro, it's I think it is a big shift that Apple is really, you know, a lot of what we're seeing here is it shows that Apple is listening to the people who really use its devices on an everyday uh, everyday basis. Uh, so, you know, remember they said that they were listening to people for designing the Mac Pro, real professionals. I need this. I need that. And they gave it to them. I think also this shows that they're listening to people who, like I used to, use the iPad Pro for an actual work to. And this is it's like, this is why it can't be a laptop. And like some of these other features that I've written for Macworld, like, you know, this is why why you won't make you say what's a computer it's like it's almost a checklist of it's it's almost all fixed now it's i'm really astounded by this i keep saying that but i am i'm sure there'll be a new checklist though yes that's <laughs> people true. it's like peeling an onion like you keep oh i can finally do this and then you'll run into the next roadblock of that right. thing you can't do with the mac and but that's okay because yes. they're making everything work together better now if there's one reason why I definitely know that I would still probably prefer a MacBook is even with the butterfly keyboards, which everybody hates, I still prefer the experience of writing on a laptop keyboard as opposed to what you get on like the smart folio keyboard or something like mm-hmm. that. It, it's more tactile. You got your you know trackpad built right into there. Oh, that's an interesting. I wonder if cases will have trackpads on them now that that is supported. Um, I know that's not a feature that they're going to promote or yeah, encourage. Yeah, you got to go into accessibility to that's turn it not, on. Yeah, that's and, not something that's like the so-called dark mode before a dark mode right mode when you can you can in, invert, invert the, it uh, text. yeah yeah it's not that's not a feature that they're going to say yes let's have accessories now yeah speaking of dark mode <laughs> see that i did that for you Roman. thank you <laughs> thanks for the softball dark mode got the second largest ovation at the the keynote and it's one of the features of ios 13 the largest ovation was, we'll probably talk about this in a little bit, was for Swift UI. And that's, it is a developer's conference. Yeah, developers it conference. is. Yeah, that's, so, that's, uh, that's a bigger deal than people know. Yes, it's, it's a bigger deal yeah. than people know. I'll be using it, definitely. You go places like Apple Reddit and stuff, and people were talking about, when people are talking about iOS 12.3 coming out and stuff like that, and every time, every time, people just constantly go, I don't care, I just want dark mode. Right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, oh, they're adding this feature. I don't care. I want dark mode. Yeah. Like, that's all people wanted. Yeah. Now, of course, it's not all what they wanted, but that is what people just yeah. had that in their brains. Yeah. And I'll tell yeah, you, they did a really good job. There's always, like, one feature that those types of people, yeah. not, that I'm, not that I'm stereotyping, <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 like, the internet just wants it. Yes. Like, whether yeah. it's practical, right. whether it, it doesn't matter, just they just want it. it. But I'll tell you this, though. They did a really good job with it. Like, I've been messing around with the yes. developer beta, which we can't talk about much because it's under NDA and all that stuff. Mm. 
But something that's different about it compared to, say, the Mac's dark mode Mm -hmm. is the Mac tends to operate in Windows, Mm -hmm. like all these separate windows. So you have an app that works with the dark mode, which is really just a few Apple apps and not a lot of third-party apps. It's getting better. And then then you have your browser window or Slack or something like that open, and it doesn't have dark mode. Right. So it ruins the whole effect because it's peeking out from behind your other windows. Right. And the experience you get with dark mode on the iPhone is a lot like using your Apple Watch. Pretty much like all the Apple apps use it, but even when they – even when some app doesn't, it's taking over the whole screen. It's yeah. not ruining your dark mode experience. You're immersed in it. You know? So you get immersed in dark mode, and it really yeah. just feels very natural. I don't know if you can answer this, but um, on the iPhone 10, is it OLED dark mode, or is it just really, really, really black dark mode? It's hard to say because it's app by app, but most apps seem to have kind of a true black background. Okay. And I don't think it's different on the LCD ones. I think it, they just use true black. I should note that this there's this myth that in order to get power savings, you have to have on, on an OLED display, you have to have true yeah, black. Yeah. That's true. Um, and, or not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not true. Uh, Google actually did a big study and they put all the results online and stuff like that. Like even dark grays have a, a huge battery benefit. Yeah, an enormous battery benefit on an OLED. Yeah. So if you're at, after a battery benefit, dark grays are fine. Yeah, don't freak out that it's not quote true black. Yeah. It just looks real cool when true it black. It does look real cool. <laughs> like the edges of your phone melt away and stuff. It's yeah. really cool. Uh, in certain apps, like the, like the new reminders and stuff, that looks really great. I'll, I'll say maybe the third largest ovation the one at the keynote when I was there. You should rank the keynotes by applause. Keynotes by applause. <laughs> well, I, I tend to try to listen to the applause because you know because it's this is developers and they will respond enthusiastically. Whereas yeah. when you go to other keynotes. It's hard to tell because there are g- different types of guests there. Yep, so, right. But these are developers, so you get a good idea of what they really liked. And what they really responded to was sign-in with Apple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So well, this is a new security feature that Apple will be featuring in, in, in apps when you're using their services. And, yeah. and websites, as we found out this morning. Yeah, which is, they which said is that awesome. in the keynote. They said it's on, web, on mm-hmm. the web, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like those sign in with Google and sign in with Facebook buttons. Right. Except you're signing in with your Apple ID, and Apple's not giving them any of your information, nor uh, nor are um, is Apple collecting any of your information yeah. from the app. Right. Yeah, you can spoof your email address. You have to have two FA um, enabled. It's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. Yeah. As far as yeah. taking these things that everybody uses mindlessly. Yep. And really kind of saying, all right, look, this this is what's wrong with these, and this is why you should be using and, ours. And it's kind of genius because they're changing the App Store policy to say if you if you support any of these single sign-ons, you have to also include signing with Apple. Yeah. Oh, so really? I didn't know that. So all yeah. the app Which, get, Yeah, that's been getting a bit of negative publicity. Oh, right, I think right. it's a good this thing. Morning. Yeah, it's one of those, gee, Apple has too much power things, but also... This is really good because otherwise the app developers are going to go like, I'm just not going to include it because exactly. I don't get all this because data they, they I can monetize. Your email address, right. Right. I want your email and address. App- I want whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Yeah. Sorry. And Apple's not – they're not deprecating any of the others. You can have Google. You can have Facebook. You just have to have Apple. Although we did read this morning that <laughs> Apple wants theirs to be at the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't that, know if they're making it be at the top, but it's they, they want it to be at the top. Uh, yeah. They could have at least said it has to be an alphabetical order. <laughs> it's, 
it's kind of genius on Apple's part too. I've seen a lot of conspiracy theories about, well, no, they're really going to take your data because Apple has to monetize this somehow. No, the whole the whole purpose for Apple is now you're really invested in your Apple ID. Right. Like, good luck going yeah. somewhere else. Oh, I'm going to have to go change that's all my right. logins and stuff. Like, and that's speaking uh, from someone who uses their Google account for everything. Uh-huh. You're that I mean that's it. You're always going to have it. You're not going to even if you get rid of your iPhone. Now you can, you have a reason to have an Apple ID that sticks around. Yeah, and see, I already feel that way. With you know, I'm I have allowed myself to be so heavily invested in the Apple system that I mainly only use you know Safari and stuff. Which means I also use Safari's like password manager, which you know goes over to the iPhone and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so it's annoying when I get on my PC and I have a uh, get on Chrome and it doesn't have all that stuff saved. It, you know, especially if I change the password and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and so, you know, having that extra step in there, it's like Mike was saying, you're just further, you know, in the Apple ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was another new feature in iOS 13 that Apple decided to introduce at the, at WWDC, (laughs) which didn't seem, but it doesn't necessarily seem to have any like real particular developer benefit. And that's the new Memoji. Oh yeah, no, they yeah, actually I had a big about segment about it, <laughs> and they Does had actually used this. That was a cute segment, right? Like, where that, they got they got beauty influencers, and right? Emoji, but yeah, yeah, but it, it got it was entertaining, and people at WWDC were entertained by it. But I sat there and went, "Why is this being featured here?" Yeah, that should have during been a conference, September, a September event thing, because they know that a large pe- large portion of the people watching this right now aren't mm-hmm. developers, so they need something to. Throw them yeah, a bone or something, and, and so. they they kind of yeah. There's no, there's no, there's still no API where it's like I can build apps that right work mm-hmm. together with an emoji, right? And stuff like that. That's, that would have been the thing. That yeah, that's what I together. thought they were going with. That was that now you can have you can have this in with yeah. your camera app or whatever it was, but no, right? That's what I thought too. I was waiting for the next step. Yeah, and then the, and then it was done, and I was kind of like, okay, what was that all about? I mean, it's it's it was fun. Not not saying that. I'm not saying that it's a bad feature. I'm just saying it, it seemed weird to put that in the middle and to highlight it so much during, yeah. during the keynote. Yeah. It's cool that they're making Memoji a lot more customizable, all these new accessories yeah. and hairstyles and all that stuff. That's good. They've needed to do that. But it's also cool that they're bringing it to devices that don't have the true depth sensor. Yeah, you it's can, on the Apple Watch, too. Right. You can do it. Yeah, you can customize your Memoji, and then you'll get these stickers automatically made that – you can use in your as a, in replacement yeah. for regular emoji. You just can't do the like face tracking. Oh, uh, there's a remake of the Reminders app, which everybody I think is kind of happy about. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's pretty impressive. There will be a new Reminders app. There's also uh, Apple highlighted some new features in Apple Maps, mm-hmm. which a lot of people kind of went finally. <laughs> street view. Uh, I'm sorry. Not, yeah. Right. Look, look around. Look around. Which is street view. It's like street view is smoothing. Uh, there's new editing features for video, video yeah. and and photos. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of new features to edit photos, but also they'll apply to videos in your photos app. Yeah. So you can rotate videos. Finally, <laughs> you can actually rotate a video God, without hard. loading up. You 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 had to load up iMovie. iMovie. Right. You <laughs> and, had to export and it and do it somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, there were some new AirPod uh, features. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, those were pretty cool. Yeah. So AirPods is getting, you can share music with a second pair of AirPods, somebody else's That's AirPods. That's cool, yeah. And you do it by tapping your phones together. Yeah. Uh, which is not in the beta yet that I, I don't think not, nobody's oh, been able to get it to work okay. or anything that I've seen. Um, 
So is that and when a message, a message when yeah. a message comes in, you can set it so that it just Siri just reads the messages as soon as they come in, and you just reply without having to say the Siri keyword that I'm not going to trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to say that. You just reply, and it just sends it, mm-hmm. uh, or just says ready to send or whatever. There were a few uh, HomeKit features, HomeKit video features. They started the uh, encrypted videos in iCloud. Yeah. Home that requires router. new cameras. Right. That requires new cameras. Mm-hmm. So go yeah. buy a new camera. Uh, some HomeKit routers. Yeah. Uh, also new routers. That's a neat idea is that they're firewalling off all your HomeKit devices and stuff at the network level. So if something yeah. gets compromised, because that's a real issue now is that people are going to start hacking all of your Internet of Things stuff. Right. right. And that's how they're going to get all your data and mess with your house. So they're firewalling them all off from each other. It's a good idea. Routers should do that outside of HomeKit somehow. They yeah. should have a more standardized way for that to happen. Uh, there's some new HomePod and CarPlay enhancements. Big CarPlay enhancements. CarPlay is getting a pretty big overview. I mean, over, overhaul. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So, like, you can uh, – what are some of the new features in CarPlay? You can uh, – there's a new dashboard. The main one is the dashboard now shows yeah. the map on the ha- left half, and the right half shows – your music controls, and then like Siri suggestions, which will be like your latest message yeah. or your next turn or whatever other thing Siri thinks you need to see, which is always a problem because if you ever had CarPlay, you've got your map up. And if you want to do anything, you've got to like switch between – you're tapping around trying to switch yeah. between apps. You don't have to do that so much. It's really great. Uh, there's also um, a calendar app, which is odd. <laughs> seems seems yeah, to be a, a distracting guess, thing for driving. But I guess the <laughs> idea is that you could pull up, oh, where's my thing I have to go to? Yeah. And just to right. get the, just to kick it off to maps. Uh, uh, my favorite thing they didn't really go over this, but my favorite new thing about CarPlay is doing something on the phone no longer interrupts the screen. Mm. Mm. It used to be that like if you you'll have yeah, a, you have CarPlay on your on your phone, and if you swipe <laughs> up to like look up something, mm-hmm. you know the yeah, passenger wants to change the song or something, it interrupts the whole car to play. It, it happens more often than you'd think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it totally happens. The time. Yeah, yeah, all the time, and now right. it doesn't happen. Uh, it's a yeah. set completely separate display. Okay. And Back now, when and you when you uh, invoke Siri, it just puts a little thing at the bottom of the screen, said taking over the whole screen, like it used to. Yeah. Which was yeah. one of those things you go, why didn't they do this a million years ago? Ooh. Yeah. Lots of cool CarPlay stuff. Uh, Siri now sounds a little more natural. Yeah, the Siri so. voice thing is cool. Yeah, yeah, but I wish we'd gotten like better speech recognition or something. We we are. It's like it's it's in there in the fine details, but they're never gonna. Talk about that, yeah. yeah it makes it sound because then they, they have to acknowledge, yeah, yeah. okay, the problem. Right. So there's yeah. there is better new speech recognition. I admit yeah. I didn't look that much. It'll improve, <laughs> but they'll never talk about the improvements on stage. It's buried yeah. where where it's buried. It's buried in the recognition of the new complete voice control assistive feature. Okay, they have that assistive feature where like you can completely control your iOS device or your Mac, which just your voice, like clicking on things and everything else. And there's a whole, like, there's a new generation of voice recognition, by the way. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mac OS got some new features, too. The, the name of Mac OS is now available. You know, there, was a, there were some stories thinking that it was going to be Mammoth or Monterey. They actually went with Catalina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's the best one since Yosemite, if you ask me. I like names. I kind of yeah. wanted Mammoth, though. That sounds I awesome. did kind of want Mammoth because, because of the whole... Uh, catalyst mm-hmm. thing yeah and kind of like 
emphasize and the Mac know, Pro, right? You know, it's big, right? It's big and powerful. Yeah. It mammoth. was like emphasizing this is a big year for the Mac. Yeah, so let's make it mammoth. But Catalina is a good name. I did like. So. I actually liked Mojave. It's actually one of my favorites. So. Yeah, yeah, Mojave's all right too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing with uh, Catalina is that is is which was kind of rumored. In the news, is that the, the iTunes breakup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we'll have separate apps for music, for podcasts, and for TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the iTunes Store still exists. Mm-hmm. It's now accessible through the music app because people so, still want to buy music. Apple told me. Yeah. They, they still so have the sidebar yeah. of of the music app has yeah. an item that says iTunes Store, and that's where you buy music yeah. and stuff. Uh, you don't buy movies and stuff there. You buy them through the TV app. Right. And you buy the, it, the TV app the say same. iTunes store there too? No, uh, it's you buy it just as you do on an Apple TV or something. When you browse and find or search and find the show okay. that you want to buy or something, and there's just a buy button, and that pops up. But there is up in the top toolbar, there's a like your account stuff, like if you want to access mm-hmm. your account, that you would do it there. People have been clamoring for that. I've been wanting that yeah. for a long time. Oh, and so. you know, I, I didn't catch this in the first time I watched the the keynote, but this is really, uh, I think this is so great. When you hook up your iPhone or something, I was you, just about used to say. To, you used to do, like manage yeah. your iPhone, like sync content that you've downloaded right. or install firmware and stuff like that. You used to do all of that in iTunes. Yeah. Now that's gone from there. When you plug it in, nothing happens, but yeah. it's there in your finder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that, so much better. That's where it belongs. Yeah, you put it in finder, it yeah. there it goes. Yeah. yeah. So people who are who upgrade to Catalina and still continue to sync their iOS devices to their Mac, mm-hmm. look in the Finder for where. Your or if you want to do that, that backup onto your Mac, right? Or you know, install an IPSW or something. You just do it through Finder. Yeah, so much better. It's like they, it's like they've gone back to iSync. Remember, remember that way back. Oh when? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now this was interesting. Somebody actually, I I'm, wish I could remember what site actually got Apple's comment about this, but what ha- what about Windows? What mm-hmm. are they doing on Windows? Basically, mm-hmm. iTunes is just going to live on, yeah. on Windows. Right. That's fine for now, but in the future, what are you going to do? Like, right. as these separate apps get kind of grow and get updated yeah. and Apple gets new services, like, what are they... Eventually, they're going to have to either sunset the, the Windows version or change. Right. In, in, is um know. is the Windows version like on the? I haven't used it in forever. Is it is it movies and music and everything else in there, or is it just music and I, iPhone stuff? It's just like the latest Mac version yeah. of iTunes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Full of everything, and with the mini player and all that other nonsense. Okay. Uh, we mentioned how you can use the iPad as a secondary display. That's a feature. They call that feature Sidecar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I saw a demo of it and it worked really well. One thing I, I did not know is that you have to log into your Apple ID on the iPad Yeah. to make it work. So Yeah, you, that's how they know which yeah. iPad it is. Does that work wirelessly? It does work. Well, yeah. well yeah. they didn't demo it. But they said it, it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you don't need an iPad Pro with its USB C port or anything. Yeah. The demo I saw was using an iPad Pro. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. they didn't do a wireless demo for me. There's a new voice control accessibility. So basically, you can use, you know, for people who can't, who have a hard time using the mouse and keyboard, Apple is using this voice control. You can just 
tell commands to the Mac, there are ways to navigate the Mac just using voice control. It's it's, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, anything mm. you could you could say show numbers and anything you could click on yeah. gets numbered. You could say grids to, to right. divide it into grid and say grid. This like, all works yeah. on iOS. Um, yeah, like if you're cool. in the Finder and you want to access your hard drive, you can say show grid and then a grid appears. It's a numbered grid and then you say the number of the square where the item is you want to access and yeah. then you can open files and things like that. It worked pretty well. There were a couple times when it didn't respond, but you know I'm going to say it's, it's it is beta software. Yeah. yeah. The other thing too is that it doesn't have a way to isolate your voice. Oh, so in a busy room it'd be bad. Like- so in a busy room, it may or like or someone who's a little more mischievous sitting next to you, like say my kids, <laughs> <laughs> might be shouting commands. So yeah, while you're trying to do something, so you know. We'll see if Apple ref- refines it since it is in beta, but uh, right now they don't have a way to isolate just mm. your particular voice. Yeah, I guess somebody in a more crowded area or noisy area or something might want to use a plug-in microphone that's just right. in their mouth and just yeah. like a really local. Yeah, maybe that maybe it's not an issue. Like if if like you said, are using an isolated microphone yeah. or something like that in an, in a crowded area. Maybe it's not so much an issue. Uh, it's really cool. It's something that. Uh, Windows has had this for a long time, actually, and it yep. doesn't get much publicity, but mm-hmm. it works very in a very similar way, and it's one of those things that has been um, uh, people who are like you know paraplegic and stuff like that just yeah. don't have motor control issues where they can't tap or swipe right. or type well and stuff like that. Who uh, work a mouse very well? It's been huge for them, so it's really good to see Apple kind of yeah. get there because they're so good on so many other assistive features. Right. Uh, the big thing project. Marzipan, yeah. but Apple has officially called it Project Catalyst. Mm-hmm. So and this Better is name. Apple giving developers the tools to take their iPad apps and eventually their iPhone apps as well. Mm-hmm. But right now they're doing iPad apps and you can basically bring them over to the Mac. It's supposed to be a super simple, super simple way to for developers to do this. Saves them a lot of time. Yeah. During the dump, during the uh, keynote, they. They had examples of people saying that it only took maybe a day or two. Yeah. During a session that I had with Apple, they said that Project Catalyst was the main reason why Twitter came back has is coming back to the Mac. Yeah. Because they didn't they didn't want to uh, deploy any resources to developing a Mac only app. But yep. now that they have Project Catalyst, this is the reason why Twitter's coming back with a Mac app. It's pretty cool. Like you open Xcode, whatever your your iPad project is, you literally check the Mac checkbox. Yeah. And it will compile a Mac app for you that has things like dock support, dark yeah. mode support, the menu bar, all those kind of, you know, uh, text control, cursor support, stuff like all those things that you would expect. It's, mm-hmm. it, it gives you all that for free. And then you've got to go in and edit things like, do I want a sidebar? Do right. I want do I want my, my number pickers to be those vertically scrolling like <laughs> wheels or should I give it like a Mac style number yeah. picker? You, you're going to have to do some work, but. Yeah. All that all that initial heavy lifting is just done for you. Yeah. So we're going to see a gajillion, I, I wanted to say iOS, it's iPadOS now, iPadOS <laughs> apps basically coming over to the Mac. I think that's a good thing mostly. And we're going to get say some that before, garbage ones. But. Yeah, because there's some really wonderful apps like the one I think, you know, I, I used this before, CardFlow, you know, that work great on the iPad, but it's like an index arrangement 
index card arrange, uh, arrangement tool, and I would love to have that on my Mac as well for uh, you know to you know to think out story ideas and stuff like that. And the fact that that's a lot easier, yeah, I, I think you know the you know that's the whole idea that the Mac is going to be the real winner in this. Yeah. I think we're also going to get a lot of yeah yeah, yeah. but it'll yeah. be you know there'll there'll be some good ones that stand yeah. out. There'll be a lot sure. of shakeout at the, yeah. the first, <laughs> the first yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's mainly great for small little developer studios who just don't have the resources to build the right. Mac app. But too often, I get on the Mac app store, and it feels like there's nothing here. And uh, you know, I'm hoping that that changes yeah. what they inject uh, some life and sure. It. Yeah, right. it, interestingly, I think it was I think it was Dieter from The Verge actually asked Apple about this. Like, are, if you make a map in in Catalyst, you know, mm-hmm. with Xcode and Catalyst, mm-hmm. are you going to have to submit it to the Mac app store? The answer was no. You can go ahead and sell it on a website and stuff like any other Mac yeah. app. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those logistics, yeah. Yeah, those need to be worked out. But yeah. Apple also talked about tvOS and watchOS. So, there are some new changes coming to those two as well. Uh, the thing about watchOS is it, it makes the watch a little more of an independent device. Yeah, they're putting the store on there. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, more. and you can and apps that can live just on the watch, which is huge. I yeah. don't know that you can totally. just get a watch. Like I think to set it up, you still need an iPhone right. like, to get your Apple yeah. ID on there. Yeah, okay, but the steps are being taken. Yeah, but the steps are being taken to make it just like this could yeah. be the first Apple thing you buy is an Apple Watch. Right, and that's what I was thinking. You know, Apple sales are declining. Mm-hmm. Watch sales are. Yeah, climbing. Mm-hmm. So they need to. They're trying to think of what's going to replace maybe, those sales. Maybe Watch OS Seven, like this, is your entryway into the Apple ecosystem. Is right. selling Apple Series. Watches to people who have nothing. Or else. maybe just Series Five. Maybe it's a hardware yeah. thing. Yeah. Where they yeah. just say, here, like you know, you can just tap a couple of buttons, sign into your account. Yeah, make it make an know. account. You'd have to make an account and stuff. So there are new watch faces. There's Taptic Chimes. Oh God, that's horrible! They don't that. all sound like a bird chirping. No. <laughs> every every watch face has a different chime, and it's uh, it's not so bad. But you know what's uh, going to happen at WWDC just, next oh, year? Oh, <laughs> that oh, it's going to when eleven o'clock hits. <laughs> Everybody's wrist is going to start chirping. <laughs> oh God! Why why would they even offer that as an option? I don't know. The tapping is kind of cool, but the it's obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. You, if you want to be alerted, <laughs> don't let everyone else yeah. know. TVOS has a new home screen, multi-user support. That's huge, yeah. yeah which is huge. huge. Yeah. That huge. and HomePods. And just quick, that, that noise app on the Apple Watch, that's one of those like surprise and delight things that I Apple love does it. so yeah, well. so cool. Like nobody would think of that, that yeah. but that, that's awesome yeah. to have, a, you know, to, to, to able to monitor that stuff and it's, it's all private. Very cool. And uh, I keep talking about what got big responses at WWDC. <laughs> uh, the game controller announcement got a big response. That's a big so, deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. You can use uh, PS4 DualShock controllers and uh, Xbox One controllers as well with uh, mm-hmm. Apple TV. So with that's, Apple that's Arcade with the controller support that yeah. suddenly makes Apple like a viable contender and like a console. Yeah, they're, they're really serious yeah. about this. And they didn't yep. mention it, but it, that's true of iPad and iPhone as well. Yes. Uh, they'll work with that. And for what a complete capitulation. Like mm-hmm. first, yeah. they could have done this since they had Bluetooth yeah. in everything. Like yeah. there's no reason. It's only been MFI controllers. You could technically link any Bluetooth controller, but like you're, 
the game would have to like specifically support it, and mm-hmm. it, it was a mess. Yeah. So this is a huge turnaround for Apple. Yeah. It, that, that's kind of the theme of WWDC capitulation. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> In a good way, yeah. I mean, this is a new Apple yeah, yeah, going sure. forward, in my I'm opinion. Not, I'm not criticizing. Because now they have that hardware, they, they, they have that good did a user experience. On everything. And now it's, yeah, it's got everything else. That's that's the, the rise of everything else. I think that's yeah. a big topic. So a lot of stuff that happened at WWDC. Uh, Jason actually wrote up a summary of the top features for all the new products. We got a bunch of other articles if you want more specifics about the Mac Pro, the display, iOS 13, iPad OS, watchOS, tvOS, and macOS Catalina. That does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 654. Subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, SoundCloud, or on Spotify. Got any comments or questions? Drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter at Macworld. Or on our Facebook page. I'd like to thank Jason and Life and Mike. Thanks, thank guys. You. Join us next week as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. Thank you. See you all next week. Thank you.